Welcome everybody to the next episode of the Cannabis Review. I'm delighted to be on this episode by Ite Segal and Jean-Claude Chacluna from Cellotex. How are you guys keeping? Thank you, all good, and thanks for having us. I'm delighted to have you thanks both on. You're one of the, the hot companies in Europe at the moment, so I thought everybody would like to find out what it is that you guys exactly are doing. Can we first and foremost start with Ite and go to what's your area of expertise in this industry and how did you come to set up Celotex? And then we'll do the same with Jean-Claude after that. Perfect. So yeah, I'm coming from technology background, product, AI, and actually following a personal story from my father getting to understand bit more on, on medical cannabis. He actually got me curious why why no one knows why doctors refer to entourage effect or it's personalized. No one actually knows the dosage or what you should take or, or when. It's all about uh, the patient and going through trial and error without a real compass. Uh, this is where actually we have uh, thought on, on Celotex, uh, having more data come into play understanding more on what's going on with the patient, what's the actual intake. Uh, the goal is eventually to create a closed-loop medication. Uh, by closed-loop medication, you can actually have it much more precise and optimized and customized towards uh, the patient symptoms, not as a generic one-fits-all, as I would say conventional medicine is doing, but something which is more personalized than medical cannabis actually is the great treasure which is out there waiting to be unlocked and this is what actually what we've started okay thank you very much and sean claude you um really and truly it's it's uh, something which also changes the experience um, uh, for patients and when we we talk about the patient experience often patients uh in traditional medical settings uh, have issues accessing their data um, have issues owning their data, and most importantly, um, have issues sharing this data with with the professionals they want to share, um, be it doctors. And and with medical data, uh, it's always hard to get the balance just right, uh, to get the balance between um, what patients can interact with and ultimately the data and the insights that doctors need in order to make good diagnosis, to reduce errors in diagnosis and in prescription. Um, so really, what we're building here is is, is, a, is a middle ground, a sweet middle ground where where this this can be shared and where this uh, can lead to better insights, better data, better diagnosis, and ultimately better care. Okay, incredible. Thank you very much. I'm going to move on to the first topic now, which is AI-powered precision. And Ate, we'll start with you. When it comes to the technology behind the AI that you guys are building, is it large language models? Is it computer science to throw through large chunks of data? What is the exact technology that, that makes it special to be able to give this precision medicine? This is a perfect question. The short answer is a bit of all of the above. What we're starting off is obviously assessing the patient's symptoms. The assessment of the patient's symptoms is not always easy we're discussing about pain, anxiety, and so you need a lot of biomarkers. And this is where we collect as much biomarkers as possible, both passively and actively from the patients who are using the app. The best example for that would be connecting to my wearable. My wearables actually knows 
how am I sleeping, you know, my heart rate variance, different biofeedbacks which are relevant to understand what's actually going on with, with that person. Uh, obviously, capturing the medicine intake uh, alongside with that, you're able to understand what actually happened to the symptoms uh, during the following hours. Uh, that was uh, the passive assessment. Active assessment can be visual or audio or anything that can be captured from that patient in order to, again, assess the symptom and assess the outcome. So really put on the engineering hat, it's an input-output problem. And in order to do that, yes, as you said, you need as much data as possible on that specific patient in order to better understand its symptoms, potentially forecast them, and of course, suggest to the doctor what would be the right course of treatment. Referring to the language model, which is an interesting one, what we're actually incorporating these days on the next version of Salatex is a language model, which is essentially your digital caregiver. What we have understood from the first patients, it kind of be cumbersome because you always need to collect also the patient feedback. How do you feel? The way that it's being done today, it's okay, a scale one to 10, how is your pain? Where is that? But with language models, you can actually gain a lot more information from that patient, him doing it in a much more convenient manner, which is natural to him. It can be by text or by audio to actually tell your doctor what's going on instead of running through a questionnaire. So by the language model incorporated and empowered with the symptoms and the medicines, you actually have almost full circle of, of what you can learn about that patient, obviously taking into account his EHR and background information. Uh, but bottom line here, as you have mentioned, this is an AI model and what we're doing is actually empowering that with as much data as possible. Yeah, it seems to be the opportunity, as you said, that the current standard is one to 10 on a scale. How do you feel? How is your pain? Being given patients the opportunity to be able to talk directly to, whether it's a, a custom-built applications with a smartphone or a, an at-home device and be able to actually have a full conversation and get more nuanced information per patient would be where some of the holy grail to be able to build these targeted medicines is going to be. Exactly that. So just to refer to, to one of the points that you have mentioned, our solution is at the moment hardware-less. That means that we're tapping into existing wearables, existing mobile devices. Our goal is for that to be within reach of, of any patient and, and the way to go about it is, is on the software side. What we're seeing is that a lot of the research at the moment is very limited in terms of the number of participants and also very geographically focused and what Zelotex and part of our goal is actually for, for that data to serve mankind and not specific companies or, or products. This is why we're agnostic to the products. What we're here for is actually to, to set the compass for doctors and patients to have their personalized compass instead of, okay, medical cannabis, go ahead and, and try it. Okay, moving to yourself now, Jean-Claude, the next topic I wanted to bring up was data and insights for doctors. One of the big things we see across the industry is the lack of data for doctors to be able to A, prescribe the medicine, and B, then prescribe it confidently based on the nuanced uh, metrics of each individual patient that's going to walk through, whether it's a high tolerance to cannabinoids or whatever this uh, variable may be. How important is gathering this data and providing this insights for doctors around the world? 
Right. Well, um, starting off, uh, medicine, uh, evidence-based medicine, which, which we practice, is increasingly becoming data-driven. And this is not simply in cannabinoids. Uh, simply looking at other disciplines like radiology and oncology, we can appreciate that um, as time goes by, uh, the doctor's tool of choice will be looking at a computer screen rather than uh, using a stethoscope, for example. Um, and definitely um, with, with plant medicine and cannabinoids having uh, such a complex way of, of, of interacting with each other, um, the need for evidence-based medicine and the need for data-driven insights is, is bigger than ever before. So uh, increasingly, it's very difficult for doctors to be able to understand um, what the medication is doing in their patients' bodies because first and foremost, they're not with their patients. Once they go home and your patient is medicating, we have the term uh, we sometimes refer to as self-medicating when someone medicates without the supervision of a doctor. But truly, even when you're, you're being supervised uh, and coming from the point of view of, uh, of, of uh, my experience in, in prescription, uh, sometimes patients come back and you understand that there are communication issues, you understand there are uh, nuances of both taking the cannabinoid medication or um, uh, the time taken or, or certain other activities around that. And you understand that really uh, cannabinoid medication is not a simple um, prescription silver bullet. It, it takes uh, care. It takes uh, a journey with the patient. You really need uh, to have a degree of, of hand-holding and a lot of time with the patient. And um, this creates, uh, in, in, in modern clinics, with, with the understaffing, even in medicine we've seen since the COVID pandemic, uh, it has created a, a really huge bottleneck. So the need um, uh, to be able to convert all that data, all these insights about not simply um, THC or CBD. Now we have more and more doctors being uh, sometimes specialized in minor cannabinoids and a lot of work we're seeing with minor cannabinoids and research data. Uh, it's a lot to keep up with. So something um, uh, we we think will, will release that bottleneck will be um, the, the ability of, of a solution to crunch the numbers uh, and give the insights for the doctors. And then from the doctor's point of view, um, just like we, uh, we work with radiology, we, we, we look at um, uh, the data and then uh, do actionable decisions based on that data. Um, uh, this will give not just cannabinoid medicine, but all plant medicine uh, a significant boost, uh, a boost in the credibility, because we know that uh, cannabinoid medicine and, and the credibility and, and uh, the stigma is definitely still present, um, but also on most importantly, really, is a boost in the accuracy um, and and in the in the patient outcome. Okay, very interesting. A question for you both now. I'll let Jean Claude you go first with this one. It seems to be that the massive opportunity coming in the next, let's say, five to eight years is going to be from the blends and formulations that are able to be created, whether it's be from fermentation engineering or what it's extracted individual cannabinoids, because the delivery mechanism is similar across the board. You use this technology to be able to consume uh, the, the models that you're going to be able to build are going to be able to build up this patient data. But those unique formulations that target whether it's oncology, as you said, or chronic pain or cardiovascular inflammation or one of the things, is that the next big massive step that we got, we're going to see when it comes to medical cannabis is these unique formulations that end up being delivered for this exact 
nuanced disease mechanisms based on then body body weight per size? Well, I mean, let's look at what has kept this technology from being present with us right now. And 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 really, it's the presence of of big data, big data pools, uh, which are precise, which are accurate, um, uh, and and which can be uh, reliable um, uh, markers for for such products uh, to be made, whether it is you know with with um, precision growing products or whether it is uh, grown in a lab or or, or all. The technologies uh, around that um, but but uh, a reliable marker of how humans interact with these different strains is is something that we have had not had so far so um it's difficult to tell the future but definitely um uh, data-backed solutions um will be will be a treasure trove for um not just patients and doctors but other areas of the industry which uh, can grow exponentially thanks to uh, the, the the data uh, acquired Amazing. And to Atay, do you see the use of AI to be able to run these tests for these potential molecule combinations being another landmark when it comes to marrying this, these formulations to a degree? This is definitely a big hype at the moment. A lot of companies are, are going about that. I would say the, the applicability of that, because there is no one formula which would fit everyone, I think. Conventional medicine had taught us that, looking at clinical trials and obviously real-world data, the efficacy is not always the same. We are different people, different gender, different medical condition, and even different from one day to the other. The ability for those medicines to adapt to the patient and not the patient adapted to the medicine, I guess this would be the, the big change here. This is what precision medicine actually brings in. So a lot more molecules to work with and the ability to understand what works for whom, when, how much, that would be the next leap, the, the way I see it in, in healthcare. Incredible. It's been fascinating chat to you guys. What's the thing you're looking forward to seeing with Celatex over the next 12 to 18 months? Are there any uh, points on the horizon that you'd like to let everybody know better? Are these still uh, company secrets for now? It's actually another secret. We have launched our activity in Germany, already working with compounding pharmacy. We're actually doing exactly as we have mentioned, the, the compounding specifically for those patients. We're going about observational studies starting from Germany, but it will be expanded soon. And so it's definitely looking forward to, to see where in a year's time where we will be, where the industry will be. But and the way I see it, much more on, on the medical aspect of, of cannabis, not necessarily adult use, which again, I can fully appreciate, but more patients actively using it as, as their medicine to relieve the symptoms. Yeah, it seems to be Europe is definitely going to be focused on the medical side of the industry for the number of years to come. Jean-Claude, anything you're looking forward to seeing in the, the doctor side of things? Uh, I think definitely having having better data to treat patients better is is something I look forward to being able to give uh, a boost in the accuracy and credibility of uh, the, the increasing number of doctors getting into cannabinoids, uh, facing stigma sometimes from colleagues and, and um, sort of being uh, pressured about about data. I think being able to to give that to to a growing uh, community. Of, of really great clinicians is, is for me one of the, the highlights that I'd like to see. Um, and we are working with, with doctors, with researchers, um, uh, and really want to make this a tool to, to push uh, the entire cannabis community 
um, uh, medical community uh, and recreation community forward. Incredible. Definitely one to keep your eye on for everybody. For anybody who wants to know more about Celotax, the website is below. It'll be available in all the descriptions where you watch or listen to this. But for now, Ete, Jean-Claude, thank you very much for your time. It's very much appreciated. Thank you, Owen, for inviting us. My pleasure. Thanks, Have yeah. a good day, guys. Until next episode, everybody. Bye.